0: Passion for sport, this is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Day 18 today, with the tournament being played under a cloud after the stadium tragedy in Yaoundé on Monday night. We look into the reasons for the crush that led to eight people losing their lives.
1: Someone told the crowd there, that the gates will be closed in five minutes and that fans could only get in at half time.
0: As coming shortly, also on the pitch, we review Senegal's win over nine man Cape Verde, where some felt that the referee was harsh on the islanders. And we look ahead to today's clash between Ivory Coast and Egypt. So Senegal and Morocco are through to the quarterfinals after wins yesterday. We'll analyse those games a bit later, but we start by looking at the stadium tragedy on Monday that saw eight people losing their lives and many more being injured. This was ahead of the game between Cameroon and Comoros at the Olembe Stadium in Yaoundé as fans were crushed and trampled on as thousands were trying to get into the stadium. The two children, aged 6 and 14, are among those who died at the 60,000-seater venue, which was allowed 80% capacity under the tournament's COVID regulations. Well, Cameroon's president, Paul Beer, has ordered an investigation, and the Confederation of African Football has also launched its own inquiry. We'll hear from the CAF president, Patrice Motsepe shortly. But first, here's in Eno, our reporter in Yaoundé. He was at the stadium doing commentary. Olingier was already inside when the tragedy happened. He explained to me that the main issue was that one of the main gates was locked, leaving only one entrance gate for the four or 5,000 fans who were trying to get in.
1: The key issue, Steve, as I've heard from um, some persons who witnessed the incident and also from one of the reporters who was around the south gate when this happened, is that 30 to 40 minutes before the game, that gate was closed. Now, it's important to mention that when you're getting to the Olympic Stadium, there are two major entrances. There's uh, the presidential entrance, which is also used by the media. On days, the president is not coming to the stadium. And then there is an avenue that's used by the fans. On a normal day, this avenue is expected to contain all of them. And usually, this avenue was expected to serve the south entrance, the east entrance, and part of the west entrance except that the east entrance is closed the west entrance is reserved for the vips the media and the other CAF officials which leaves the fans with just the south entrance to get into the stadium now the gates that were supposed to be open at that period were closed and some officials as i have been told by some of the persons who witnessed it was someone told the crowd there that the gates will be closed in five minutes, and that fans could only get in at half time on the south gate you have several gates it 's an entrance, just one of those gates was opened, and with close to five six thousand fans around that gate, they were pushing those in front, and that 's how the first people f- collapsed on the uh, the gate that gave way. And people were were trampling on them. The major questions, especially from the press conference of the CAF president, is why was that gate closed at that period? Why didn't we have enough security around there? And why uh, were the fans not properly
0: channelled into the stadium? Well, so sad. And uh, what's this likely to mean for the mood for the rest of the tournament, G A.
1: there's a a dark clouds over this tournament lots of grief and lots of football diehards who are asking questions as to how what was expected to be a football party a football bonanza has suddenly turned into um, a gloomy a gloomy tournament but one thing is certain that this tragic tragic happening could dent the favor that we had around the tournament i mean uh, just this morning, a couple of fans that I spoke to were, were really reluctant about going to the stadiums after what happened. They're not very certain if their security is, in, is assured. And so uh, it's left to be seen if we will really have huge numbers in the stadiums like we had in the previous
0: uh, uh, games. I was talking there to our reporter in Yaoundé, and G.A. Eno, uh, this tragedy coming in a tournament that's provided some thrilling upsets and that might have been one of the best ever Nations Cups. We'll see how the tournament will recover from this and as certainly those who lost their lives will be remembered as the games continue. Now, the CAF president, Patrice Motsepe, spoke to the media yesterday as saying there'll be a minute's silence ahead of all of the games. And one of the quarterfinals that was due to be played at the Olympic Stadium will be moved, but that the tournament will not be called off. Now, according to the hosting contract, it's the local organising committee that's responsible for safety and security, not CAF. But Motsepe took a wider view.
2: We have to take collective responsibility. And whatever the legalities may be, we will deal with later. So that's why there is no tolerance, zero tolerance on the circumstances. And I I went to Olembe Stadium to see exactly where it happened. And I've been given lots of feedback and had lots of uh, discussions uh, until very early this morning. I spoke to... uh, the senior person in government, and it's correct, out of respect, they are our partners, to indicate that there must be an immediate, a committee that's set up to immediately investigate what happened. And in that context, to find out who was supposed to do what and who did not do and perform their responsibilities. We want that report by Friday.
0: And uh, Motsape was asked if the tragedy would have been avoided if the stadium capacity had been reduced.
2: You could even have had 100% attendance. I mean, assuming that there was no COVID-19. It's the measures you put in place to control people and control entry. And those measures were there, but we need, and the appropriate preventative steps were put in place. But the question is, why were they not functional as they were supposed to? Let me give you an example. I have been to many matches. I mean, I've owned a football club for many years and and i love football i'm fanatical about football and you see how they control entry way in advance i mean they were telling me this morning the first entry you've got to show your ticket it's it looks it's it's good you are far away from the stadium you've got to show your ticket once you've done that and then you've got to move on and show your covid-19 documentation which is quite some distance away from the entry and that's okay it, it's so, so, so the processes are fine. And then came the problem. This gate, which was supposed to be open, if that gate was open, we wouldn't have this problem. But somebody closed it. Who closed it? On whose instructions? And when they realized that it was closed, why wasn't it opened immediately?
0: Yeah, that seems to be the biggest question. That's the CAF president, Patrice Motsepe, and we're asking for your thoughts on this on social media today. What do you think about the stadium tragedy, the disaster on Monday that saw eight people losing their lives in Yaoundé? Uh, That key issue seems to be that one of the main gates was locked. So what are your thoughts about this tragedy what does it mean now for the rest of the tournament you can post a comment on our facebook page that's planet sport football africa or send us a whatsapp to +447955232780 that's +447955232780 what do you think about the stadium tragedy And from us here at Passion for Sport, we do give our condolences to the families and the friends of those who lost loved ones. Well, this is Cameroon Roars brought to you by Passion for Sport, the show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations online, on radio and on our app. To download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And our website is planetsport.tv. In the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at how ordinary teams can beat the superstars, uh, why some of these smaller teams at the AFCON have punched above their weight with their cohesion and teamwork, and how we are created for community in life as a whole. That's on our website, planetsport.tv, and you click at the top on the right on the blog section. OK, on to the action on the pitch now as today's show has been overshadowed rather by more important matters. In the round of 16 yesterday, we saw Senegal and Morocco going through to the quarterfinals. Morocco beat Malawi 2-1 as the Flames took the lead with a wonderful long-range shot from Gabardinho early on. Uh, this one could easily end up being the goal of the tournament, but Morocco were too good in the end, Atraf Hakimi getting the winner with a superb free kick. It was a very good tournament for Malawi nonetheless. There third AFCON and their first time to reach the knockout stage and putting up a good showing against Morocco well earlier on Senegal beat nine man Cape Verde 2-0 with Sajo Mane and Bamba Jeng scoring I'm joined by Solis Chukwu African football expert in Lagos in Nigeria another controversial VAR red card as Cape Verde goalkeeper Vosinia was involved in a nasty clash of heads with Mane as they both went for the ball Solis
3: Ah, yes, yeah, Steve. Really, really disturbing scenes there in the game between Senegal and Cape Verde. Um, with Vosini and Sadio Mane going for the same ball, full-blooded. Both men really putting it all on the line for their countries and you know, ultimately, they both came off really badly. Uh, we saw the scenes after with Vozinia looking very unsteady on his feet. And to be honest, Manny looked out of it for a significant period of time. Uh, it really just comes down to how you interpret the spirit against the letter of the law. I mean, by the letter of the law, yes, he did prevent... Money um, from going ahead, Vozinia. That is, he did prevent money from going on. Money did get to the ball first, but you have to consider the fact that the contact was purely incidental, and really, um, Vozinia was going for the ball, so it, there was no malice or intent you know, to the foul. And that that really just makes the red card decision unfortunate. Uh, I, I suppose they panned out all right for Senegal in the end. They went on to score twice after that, even though I, I don't quite understand why Mane was allowed to stay on. Concussion protocols really should have dictated he come off the pitch, but good for Senegal at the end of the day that he stayed on and he scored. I thought that in terms of their general play during the game, Senegal were, again, quite underwhelming. Uh, now that Algeria are out of the picture and you know early favourites Nigeria have been eliminated, you you look at Senegal and you think of them as favourites, but so far their play in the competition has really not justified that label at all. They've looked very flat, very underwhelming. I guess you could say job done for Senegal. They're onto the quarterfinals, but really they have yet to convince the South Africa Cup of Nations so far.
0: Yes, so Senegal making it through to the quarterfinals. Today, the round of 16 ends as Ivory Coast play Egypt and Mali take on Equatorial Guinea. And the Ivory Coast-Egypt contest is the game of the round on paper, Solis.
3: Yes, Steve, um, I think the Ivory Coast and Egypt has the makings of a very, very exciting game. Um, Egypt were very underwhelming during the group stage. As we know, know, they lost the opening game to Nigeria and then won the other two games by very slim score lines. We have yet to really see them as an attacking force, but I suppose that's what you get when you appoint a manager like Carlos Keros, uh who is known as sort of a defensive tactical specialist. Uh, playing against an Ivory Coast side who, you know, looked really, really exciting and swashbuckling in the group stage. They are very much a team that likes to trade with the opponents you know you know the opponent comes at them they go at them and they like really transitional game which you know when you look at the way egypt plays doesn't really gel so i think it's going to be a real clash of styles and even though egypt are not great at the moment i think they might give you know an ivory coast side that thrives in a transitional game problems because they themselves are quite disciplined and defensive so we'll see a real clash of styles there and it, it will lead to a very fascinating game i think steve
0: Yes, so the lineup as the round of 16 ends today at 16 GMT Ivory Coast playing Egypt and at 19 GMT Mali against Equatorial Guinea. Uh, before we go, on social media yesterday we asked, what do you think about Nigeria's AFCON exit? We heard from Super Eagles defender Kenneth Omeruo on Nigeria's shock round of 16 exit as they lost to Tunisia. Omeruo told us it was a heartbreaking defeat, and we asked where did Nigeria fall short? Did they underestimate Tunisia? Was the red card for Alex Iwobi a killer blow? And did Tunisia outwit the Super Eagles with better tactics? We heard from Depriye Zikie Ikete in Nigeria, who was concerned about the defence, saying Semi Ajay is a better and more stable defender. I prefer the Ajay and William Troost-Ekong pairing, says Dupriye. Also in Nigeria, Adamu Saidu says, My problem with Nigerians in football is that they always want to win. The outing wasn't that bad, says Adamu. And Bokhari Masokoi in Sierra Leone says it was just a bad day for them as far as football is concerned in my view. And Lukman Haji Omar says Tunisia used better tactics. They defend as a unit and they use the ball very well. Also, you're free to give us your comments on anything to do with the Africa Cup of Nations on social media. We heard from lots of happy Gambia fans after they made their way through to the quarterfinals, including Major Mamadou, who also said, I'm not happy with the referee in the Senegal Cape Verde game. It wasn't fair for Cape Verde, says Major. Thanks for that. From me, Steve Vickers and Solis Chukwu. the show's back again tomorrow. And Cameroon Roars is a Passion for Sport production.